I'll tell you something, Dale. I cannot believe that I am standing in my own vacation home right now. You know something? Dreams really do come true. Hello and welcome, welcome and hello. This is Wait You Haven't Seen, and it's a podcast where we talk about movies, and specifically we talk about a movie that at least one of us has never seen before. Uh, This is episode 31, and uh, the movie we're talking about this week is Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Uh, My name is Travis, a.k.a. TV's Travis, and joining me this week I have Christina. Hello, hello. And also Keith. hey Hey. And David. Hello. Hi. Um, so yeah, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Now, I had not seen this before. Um, how about any of you? Oh yeah, I uh, saw it in theaters. I've seen this several times, including twice at your home, but you refused to watch it because you didn't show up at the start of the movie. Right. David, had you seen it before? I had not, no. Okay. So yeah, I this movie came out. It actually played at the film festival here. I missed it during the film festival. Um, I never really had a chance to watch it after that. And every time it would come on, you know what somebody in the house would watch it. And it was exactly that I would miss the beginning of it. So I'm not going to jump in in the middle, especially in a movie that I do want to see. So I skipped it and I would forget about it and forget about it and not think about it. And finally, this was a perfect opportunity to see it. Um, so, for those not familiar with the movie, uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil came out, what, 2010? And uh, it's... How would you describe this movie? Uh, Christina or Keith, since you'd seen it a few times before, how would you describe what this movie is? Comedy a, horror. A, a festival of trope reversal? In a- okay. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I liked about it was, and I knew a bit about it going in. Like, I knew that it was a horror comedy, and I knew that it sort of had the tro- the, the trope reversal thing of, like, Alan Tudyk and, uh, I can't think of the other guy's name off the top of my head. Um, Tyler, Tyler Levine. Yeah, Tyler Levine. They were not your typical tropey redneck guys, um, but, you know, I I, I really enjoyed it. Um, oh, absolutely. I thought it was fantastic. One of my favorite movies, just to just to get back to a, a happier place. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's an absurd movie, but it's so great because of the absurdity. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only actor of any name that I was familiar with in this movie was... Um, Alan Tudyk, a.k.a. Tucker. Um, he was Wash in Firefly. He voice acts in a whole bunch of different stuff. I, I love Alan Tudyk. He's great. Um, and he was great in this. And uh, But he's the only one I recognize. I did not recognize anybody else. I, I cannot think of anything I've seen Tyler Levine in before. Um, maybe I have. I'm, I'll take a look and see. I thought he was good in it, though. I really enjoyed him. Um, was, was there anybody that any of you were familiar with? David, I'm, I'm not sure for you because you, you tend to not know anybody, but... Well, um, that being said, I watched this movie with Bridget, and Bridget recognized... I don't remember his name, but the the 
the black guy teenager i don't remember his name um she recognized him he was in uh she's the man with amanda Bynes, which she apparently watched a lot oh okay yep i see that um that's basically what he's known for is this movie and that so yeah um i thought he was great i the cast was fine. Like I had no problem with anybody in the cast, really. Um, they were all playing the the tropey parts that they were supposed to be playing really well. Um, you had the guy uh, who played Chad definitely played a Chad. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was absolutely one hundred percent a Chad. Named Chad. Um, well, it's not their fault they didn't pick the name. True, but it was a birthday present. <sighs> <laughs> but you had, you know, uh, all your basic uh, tropey college students. Um, and it, one of the things I like about this, so Christina, Christina you put it perfectly, which was like, it's, it, it was uh, absurd. Because it's absolutely that. Like, all these characters are car- caricatures. It's poking fun at the, the traditional slasher picks. But doing so, and uh, we've talked about this on the show before, kind of a loving way. Like, it's not ripping on and making fun of slasher movies it's playing to the tropes of a slasher movie and then just turning them on their head you know and i love that i i really like that kind of stuff and it was inventive in the ways that it would um do stuff with uh in in terms of like the kills because every one of them was you know an accident somebody it was a lot of people tripping i noticed yeah yeah it's How just kids be tripping. Yeah, all over the place. Um, but it was just tripping left and right and falling into. I loved, you know, the absurd nature of like jumping at him and falling, you know, going straight headfirst into the wood chipper, and the reaction to that. Uh, I loved the shot when uh, when Tucker is running with the chainsaw away from the bees, and then the two oh, of them yeah. are just staring at each other for a second, and the the kid is <laughs> what, like. What? freaking out and and tucker is just looking at him like why are you running right now what is going on here and it just all of that was that was hilarious and, and, and right before he kicks the bucket the guy on the on the branch is just kind of gets that look on his face like oh it, it was the bees yeah the the wasp yeah um yeah i mean it, he he was actually oh well, welding the chainsaw and running like leatherface did in the, oh yeah in, uh, the Chainsaw Massacre or Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. So, yeah, no, I, they they definitely played to all of that. You got the the rickety old cabin and the hillbillies, and you got the chainsaw, and all that stuff was straight out of every horror movie. It was kind of doing a send up of and an homage to, but done in uh, a really fun way. And uh, it helps when you have the charisma that Alan Tudyk and Tyler Levine have. Um, Again, first movie I've seen Tyler Labine in, but I liked him quite a bit, and Alan Tudyk is great. So that helped. I mean... I don't think I've seen anything that Alan Tudyk wasn't good in. True. Mm, that's very true. I'm not Even, saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying I don't think I've seen it. Well, he's one of those that just... He, he embodies a character, and he can play that, that kooky, absurd stuff really, really well. Um... And that's not easy to do. I mean, as he's been famously quoted of saying, he went to Juilliard. Yep. <laughs> well, one of the things, like little things, like uh, when he comes in from the beer, uh, getting stung by all the bees, and he picks up the beer, cracks it open, and just starts pouring it on his face. Which yeah. he ad-libbed. He, he, he suggested that. Yeah, I, I saw that in the trivia after I watched the movie. 
Um, like any injury, he just pours beer on it. You had that. Um, it, look, he's he's a treasure, and he's so funny. And he made made this work because he can do that kind of hillbilly accent really well. But he also does such a good job of like the what is going on? I can't figure any of this out kind of face. So it was that was a ton of fun. This movie was fun, is what it was. Like, <laughs> straight up is just fun, and I highly recommend it to anybody that enjoys um, slasher movies. Anybody that enjoys comedy movies, like check this movie out because it's hundred percent worth seeing. And I'm kind of mad at myself that it took this long for me to see it. That's okay. We're mad at you too. You're mad at me, or you're. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm not really mad. Okay. Just disappointed. Yeah, that's that's a little bit worse. Um. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. There's not a lot of trivia for this movie. Um, no. The IMDb trivia for what that's worth is really short. Uh, so, yeah, nothing to really talk about there. There was a couple of people I thought I recognized. I thought I recognized the kid that ran into the tree branch running uh, away from him with a chainsaw, but I, I couldn't tell you from where. Uh, the stuff oh, I'm the seeing. The, the shop shirt on and yeah. the, the one patch just said parts. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking, and he. I guess he was... He was in an episode. No, I haven't seen that yet because that's not an episode that's come out yet of the Legends of Tomorrow. Um, yeah, I can't find anything in his list that I've seen him in, but he just looked familiar to me. I, maybe he just looks like somebody else. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, okay. So the kills in this were were unique. Now, I just spent all night at a horror movie uh, Halloween. Um, themed horror movie marathon and uh, the the Halloween movies the first couple of them didn't have super elaborate kills the second one they did a lot more of that Uh, the first one was basically just stab 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 this was definitely playing on the trope of you know the inventive crazy kills Um, which a lot of them were homages to their original sources right yep Um, and they were a lot of fun so Okay, um, let's decide, or let's let's talk about what was your favorite of them. Because I think, first of all, the effects in it were fine. Like, you know, movies like this, they're cheap to do. It's cheap to do that kind of effect. Um, it was all practical stuff, which I appreciate. I appreciate actually using fake blood on set and not CGIing blood. Um, but uh, let's start with Keith. Did you have a favorite of the the way that the college kids or the you know other people in the movie got taken out? Because there was also the sheriff. Um, I, I will forever be a fan of the wood chipper. Yeah, um, it's probably the most memorable one. It, it is, but also just, just Alan Tudyk's reaction to the, you know, he's, you know, he's chucking wood in the wood chipper. He reaches down for another log and over him sails this college kid head first into the wood chipper. And he's just like, <laughs> and he's just like, what is going on? What? What is going on here? Yeah. And that that's his whole face is nothing but that and it's it's nailed head up, just right on. Yeah, that's a good one. Um David, did you have a particular one that stood out to you? I just liked the the last sequence when they're telling each other's perspectives in the cabin 
and just the sequence of the three of them all getting messed up the uh with the weed whacker and getting lit on fire and lighting a cigarette from the gasoline trail and yeah just the, how quickly that all went to chaos when she grabs the the jar of moonshine no no don't use that and she pours it on him he just lights right up uh, that that cracked me up that whole sequence was really good I... and then her looking at the label and going oh <laughs> yeah moonshine really will go up like that yeah it will um christina how about you my top favorite is definitely the wood chipper um but i also enjoyed uh the flashback scenes where you see the saw blade go right into the middle of the guy's head <laughs> yeah throw just chucks that saw blade right into that dude yeah that was <coughs> pardon me that was a good one um it's tough for me to say uh, a favorite in it because I want to say the wood chipper because it's so memorable. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's probably the one it, it definitely made the most, the, the biggest impression on me uh, was the wood chipper partly because yeah, I'd like to give an honorable mention to uh, the guy who tripped onto his own spear in the outhouse. <laughs> There's that one, yeah. There's also the kid who grabs the the pistol from the sheriff, and then the safety's on it, and he can't figure it out, and then he shoots himself in the face because a gun that doesn't even have a safety. I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I cannot think of a single revolver that has a manual safety. Mine does. Well, there you go. Hundred percent. It's a little thing that flips between the hammer and the firing pin. That ju- it's literally just a physical like lever a almost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It just prevents the pin. The pin can still, or the hammer can still move. Um, it just can't hit the pin. Um, can't strike the firing pin. Yeah. In addition, you can put the. It is single action. You can put the hammer in one of the three positions, and it won't go uh, if the trigger's pulled. I don't remember which. Hmm. It's. It also seems to be a, a six shot that can actually shoot ten times. But. Uh... Well. Yeah. yeah. That's Hollywood. That's, that's trope out of the out of the bag for sure. Yeah, definitely. But that one was for me was pretty funny just because it's so ridiculous. He's waving it around and then just shoots his own face off right after the sheriff. You know, because I that one you could see coming from a mile away that he was gonna as soon as he started walking away from them, I'm like, oh yep, yep, he's gonna that beam is gonna come down and get him right in the face. Um, yeah. Of course, foreshadowing. Yeah, but no it. I just had a lot of fun with this movie. I, I don't know what else to really say. There, Like I say, there's not a lot of trivia about it. It wasn't a ton of actors that we knew. Um, Alan Tudyk is hilarious in it. Uh, everybody is, really. But him, you know, Tucker and Dale, obviously, are your stars. And I think what I liked about it was just the, the idea of these two put-upon, like, rednecks that they're just simple folk. You know, they're just simple dudes, but nothing is going their way. They're having, as they said in the movie, a doozy of a day. Um, And it was a ton of fun. I did... It was a little tough at first, and I can can give this movie a lot more leeway because of the style of movie that it is, but the, the whole idea of Tucker having this kind of like almost photographic memory for facts, but being kind of dumb at the same time, at time, like... Yeah, Dale, sorry. Um, that felt like something that they used when they felt like it. So, like, I feel like that could have been written better. 
I don't know. Um, you know, something that could take this from this is probably for me like in uh, as in terms of a you know one to ten, the movie itself is probably like a seven because it's a ton of fun. But what could have made it a you know an eight or a nine would have just been cleaning up some of the writing. And I know that they, I know that they were going for it to be tropey and to be um, kind of a little bit more than a little bit cheese too. Yeah, more than more than a little bit cheese and not you know the greatest script ever. I just think it would have taken it to a different. Uh, a little bit different level had they done that. Um, this was no Citizen Kane. Taking mm. it closer to Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, there was a Zombieland TV movie? Did I miss the first I heard about something? Because apparently Eli Craig, the director of this movie, directed Zombieland. TV movie. I wonder if it was supposed to be a series because the poster for it is Zombieland the series, but it was and it's only 28 minutes long on uh, according to IMDb. So I wonder if it was supposed to be a series that never got picked up. Hmm. Interesting, because I was trying to find if there's anything else he's done. And I really, was pretty sure that movie was supposed to be a series, but they went for a movie instead. Could be. This is really the only thing uh, of much note that. Uh, Eli Craig is done. Apparently he did a movie a couple years ago called Little Evil. Um, I know nothing about. So, kind of the story of this movie. I mean, it's sort of what this movie was. Like, it was not a big movie. It didn't make, it's not like it made a ton of money, I think. Budget, or the, wow, cumulative worldwide gross was under $5 million. It made $223,000 in the U.S. I don't think it had a wide release at all, but you know, it wasn't like it was a big commercial movie or anything like that. It was fun though. Uh definitely worth a watch. What I just did they make it for? Uh I don't know. I didn't I don't see a um a uh see a, price tag a budget anywhere on it. I don't know, maybe uh budget is about five million, so it didn't quite make its money back. But um yeah, you know, it is still 100% worth a watch. It's on Netflix, so it's easy to watch. Um, there's no reason not to, especially this time of year when these movies are, you know, the thing to watch. Um, yeah, it's the bread and butter this time of year. Yeah. yeah, watch watch something horrible that'll make you, you know, want to vomit and then watch this. <laughs> it is a good power. Or watch a movie that won't let you sleep for the next week. Yeah, there you go. No, I, I, you have to find a movie that does that, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, we can't all be senseless. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. I mean, one, there's only been one movie that's actually made me go into another movie showing to get it out of my head. Okay, what's that? Because now I'm curious. Ring. The original. The The original American one? No. Oh, the Japanese? Japanese? Okay. Oh, I haven't seen the Japanese version. So that movie was enough to make you need a palate cleanser. Yep. Hmm. What was it and about? L- you you haven't. It's the same. Uh, they the the U.S. one was basically almost a scene for scene copy. Yeah. No. I, I get things taken out. I get that. What I'm curious about is what was it for you that made it affect you that much? If all if if every other movie you've seen never has really affected you like that, is it? 
that style of movie, or is it that you avoid movies you think might make you feel that way? I mean, I'm no. curious. It's just the first one that I've come across that actually ticked all the boxes. Okay. That's fair. Um, it, it, it's because it's not it's not really gory. It's not jump scares. It's just the creepiness factor. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the Grudge and, was close, or Jaun, but I mean, yeah, Ju Juan was one that got me. Now I didn't have to go do a palate cleanser, but uh, man, that that movie creeped me the hell out. That um, made for an interesting first date for me when it was. In the <laughs> I feel like I did not pick. I did not pick the movie, and really, hindsight, it should have been a big red flag. Yeah, but still, I feel like you, you of all people that I know, have that, you know, it was really not a great movie for a first date story uh, more often. But maybe that's just me. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Um, well, you know, it's funny because we were talking about uh, last night during the, the horror movie marathon, Keith went with me and we were talking in between movies about, because um, they, they showed Halloween and then Halloween 2 and Season of the Witch, and the 2018 Halloween. Pretty much it was like this show, in between movies, it was like this podcast, but just the two of us sitting there talking. Kind of, yeah. Um, but that was one of the things... Now, David, have you ever seen any of the Halloween movies? Nope. Okay. So, I think you probably wouldn't mind... What is it... Uh, I guess this is something that I should ask you, because we've talked before about how you're not a huge horror movie fan, right? Correct. Okay. What is it about horror movies that you don't like? Do you not like being scared? Do you not like gory movies? Like, just curious. Um, I could do gore. I can generally do jump scares. I just don't like sort of unnerving atmospheres. Okay. Sort of. And like, not that it's the scariest movie of all time, but when we watched Alien, I was I wasn't really looking forward to it going into it. But that movie relied a lot more on creepy, creepy atmosphere, and so it might just be the exception to the rule. It could be. I'm just wondering, you know, if because for the most part, for me in movies, gore is not an issue because I know it's fake. I know I know enough about movie making to know it's all fake stuff. So yep. that doesn't get to me that much. Um, I did talk last week about uh, during trick or treat. I feel like you don't need to be a movie making expert to understand they aren't, you know. Well, no, but <laughs> no, but it can still be difficult to see the visual yeah. of that for some people. That doesn't bother me in as long as it's in some kind of context. I don't what I I'm not a big fan of a movie that uses gore just for the sake of gore unless it is sir it's the gore has to serve some kind of purpose for me. You know, in this movie there's gore, but it's both to play on the tropes and to be funny. Um, a movie like Hot Fuzz that we've covered had gore in it, and more than you would think on the surface if you really watch it, but again, it's that's serving to play on the on tropes and also for comedy. What I don't care for are movies that have gore just for the sake of gore. Stuff like Saw. <clears throat> yes, the Saw movies, the, the Hostels, that kind of type of filmmaking um it just doesn't do anything for me at all uh your uh human centipede is one that i just don't care for like that type not, of not thing into the torture slash gore no because what's the point combo, like 
yeah, what's what's the point? You know, something like uh, an alien. Alien had some gore in it, but it's not a super gory film at all. But it it had a lot of that tension. We watched the first I, Halloween last night, and the first Halloween has hardly any blood in it for a slasher movie. Yeah. But it's all about building that tension. And, and for some for some people, they're they like the horror that really pushes their buttons in certain. You know, if it checks a certain number of boxes. It's good for them because it gets their adrenaline going. It's it's a rush, you know. It's the mm -hmm. it's the fear response without actually ever being in danger. Yeah, and for me, the things that get that are atmosphere and you know, to an extent, jump scares will um, when executed properly. Now, one of the things I noticed with the Halloween movies last night was the first one didn't do it nearly as much, but two and three had a lot of. Um, a lot of superfluous jump scares where it was a, a music sting as somebody would came into frame or something came into frame that, you know, after the first couple of them loses its effectiveness, but they did it. They did it really well in the first one, in the first Halloween, uh, John Carpenter just seemed to use it better. Um, so I don't, horror is a very divisive uh, genre of film to begin with, just because there's certain people that will not watch horror movies at all. Um, regardless of what they are. And, you know, it, it's, it can be a less accessible for your average moviegoer, I think, depending on the film. So I just am always curious as to why people don't like and do like certain things. So, David, I was just, you know, wanting to kind of get to get to that a little bit because this is the second horror movie that I've had you watch, um, I think. I wouldn't even call this horror well, it's horror comedy, and you know that was. I would call it black comedy before I'd call it horror. Uh, yeah, I can see that. You know, and, and when yeah, I was trying comedy. to come up, yeah, when when I was trying to come up with what movie to watch this week, I wanted it to be a horror comedy. So I was looking at this. I'd thrown around uh, Monster Squad because that's set around Halloween and it deals with your Universal type movie monsters. Um, what was another one that I had talked about? That was a good children's movie. <laughs> Yeah. Have you watched it recently, though? Uh, it's probably been about five years. Which yeah. one? Monster Squad. Mm -hmm. So, watch it again. There's some, there's some stuff in that movie. And we're going to watch it for the show at some point. Uh, it's going to be tough to wait a whole year. So, we might have to watch it sometime before next Halloween. But it's very much an 80s kids movie. So, there's some stuff that wouldn't fly today in a PG film, but you know, we'll, we can talk about that at a different point, but we, I'm holding back saying a certain, certain quote. Yeah. Yeah, please do. Um, but you know, it, you're right. This is, I guess you could call it a black comedy. I mean, it's a horror comedy, black comedies to an extent kind of are horror comedies, um, in, in a way, but this is, it was the theme that I was going for this week. This seemed like the fun one to watch. Plus, I hadn't seen it, so from a you know selfish yeah. personal end, I kind of wanted to do that. But my my only thinking with what we're calling it is, I don't think I was creeped out at all. I don't think I was jump scared at all. Almost the entire film. The only time where I, I genuinely thought, "Oh man, this is getting kind of creepy." was once chad became you know serial killer hillbilly chad right um before that i was it was 
I would call it more of just black comedy or just regular comedy and backing up a little um, to the gore aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I think the gore in this was fairly intuitively used because it was almost exclusively every time there was gore, it almost always ended up on Tucker or Dale. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so very there, true. There, there was, there it was, was really wood chipper where it did hit the, I, 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 for lack of a better term, the stripper character. Yeah. And it was only used to hit people and get their reaction to it. It wasn't just used as something that happened. Right. Yeah. No, it was this. That's what I talk about when I talk about wanting the context of it is exactly yeah. that. This movie used it and used it in a context. Alien used it and used it in a context. Scream has some gore with everybody getting stabbed and it's done in context. But something like Hostel, it's you can you can make the argument, well, it's in the context of the story that they're telling. Right. But the whole point of that movie is just to make you feel uneasy the entire time. And for me, that doesn't work. So I know people that love movies like that, but it doesn't. First of all, it's not scary at all. It's just uncomfortable. And yeah. I would much rather have something that if if I'm going to watch a horror movie, I want to be scared by it. And scary for me is that adrenaline feeling that I'm going to get right after that. When you get that fight or flight response and you 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 know you get tense. And just something that's gory doesn't give me that. <clears throat> um I mean the 28 No, it makes me bored. Right. You know the 2018 Halloween, uh which we watched last night, the newest one had certainly a lot more uh, gore than the first two did, but it still served the purpose of the story that they were trying to to tell uh, in a way that didn't detract from it, and it wasn't it wasn't the purpose of the story. So you know that makes a difference to me. Um, this you I can understand why you would call this a black comedy versus a horror comedy because this isn't scary in any way. Um, other than, you know, there's probably actually college kids out there that are as dumb as these kids. But, <laughs> um, you know, and I used to be one of them, so I'm I'm not casting aspersions. However, uh, this was much more of just a straight comedy that happened to have some horror movie elements to it. Um, but it, it's just a ton of fun. And I think, again... It's sort of a 7 on a scale of 10 for me. I think with a little bit better writing, with a little bit... Uh, just kind of clean up some of the stuff. Um, it could have been more than that. You know, you had... There was sort of a chick in the bucket with the, the kids, the... What is it? The, the other two girls and the... Um, Josh, I think it is. The guy that you said was in um, She's the Man where they, they sort of disappeared for a little while, like longer than you would think when they when they find the weed whacker and they bust in. I felt like, you know, there was a lot of time between when they split up and had their little tea drinking ceremony. Um, so that, that I thought was kind of funny. Like I say, they had a little bit of inconsistency with how dumb Dale is or isn't. Yeah. Um. I also thought it was funny how in the beginning of the movie they're drinking beer brand beer and by the end it's PBR. Like somewhere along yeah. the line they got some money. 
that kind of cracked me up. And they even, you know, they even mentioned it by name. They even called it yeah. PBR. Um, it's PBR right there. When yeah, yeah and he was excited to get it too. So yeah, and in the beginning of the movie, it was just beer. It looked like old uh, Miller Light cans with just beer written on them. Um, about the same font, yeah. So you know, there's that. I mean, look, it's a fun movie. There's not a ton to say about it really, um, and there there is there are clips for it. I just did not have a chance to uh, capture enough clips and um, get them ready in time. So I don't have anything to play, but there's some good one-liners in here. There's some good, there's some very laugh out loud, funny moments. It's, I did, I, I did laugh out loud when Dale goes to leave to go find the girl and Tucker's like friends forever, best friends forever. And they, they shake hands and he grabs his hand that he, that he pulled the fingers off of. Yeah. And just his ah! reaction <laughs> that, that hurt very much. I'm sure like, it did. Like I'm that kind sorry. of stuff. That that kind of stuff kills me. Uh, and and it's delivery that uh, Alan Tudyk is just so good at. Um, you know, and it's the little things like like I said earlier, the pouring the beer on his on all his bee stings, and now he's you know he's got these big bee sting welts for half the movie. And mm, oh, I just there, and, and they do. And as time goes on, they do um, recede a mm-hmm. bit. Oh yeah, no. the The attention to detail overall was pretty good. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of problems with that. Uh, you know, it's very competent filmmaking. I just, I feel like, well, its IMDb rating is a seven and a half out of ten, so that seems about right for me. You know, oftentimes I'm like, no, you know, the IMDb rating's a little low, a little high. This is right in there. This is seven, seven and a half out of ten. Um, worth watching, one hundred percent. Go check it out if you want a good laugh. Be be prepared for a little bit of uh, blood, but overall, not anything super offensive. Um, you know, it it is rated R, but it's rated R because it's poking fun at horror movies. Yeah, um, the 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 scene where they do finally get that college kid out of the wood chipper. Yeah, <laughs> that's you know, and and the skinny dip scene where the, the where the stripper girl. In the distance, she is topless. So there's that too. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it. You know, like I said, well, it, it's rated you R. You can't have a horror horror movie slasher film without nudity. So a little yeah, bit for it. Yeah, it's kind of got to be there at least once, and it was in the distance. Doesn't have to be up close. I'm not saying it does. Um. All right. So, Christina, you've seen it more than once, so you would recommend it. Oh, yes, definitely. Keith, you've seen it more than once, so you would recommend it. Yeah, yeah, I I wholeheartedly recommend this movie. Okay, you know, I recommend it. I First time viewing, I'm going to watch it again. Probably not right away, but I'll watch it again. How about you, David? Would you recommend this to somebody? I would recommend it to someone who has a little bit of a stomach and wants something different from their comedies. Excellent. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, IMDb's plot keywords for this, the first five plot keywords on the page cabin cabin in the woods <laughs> nail gun pickled eggs and mm. voyeurism <laughs> ain't they're not wrong i know I mean, that that is kind of where it got him going on the whole thing i know i know i just stuff like that just cracks me up imdb is don't ever change you're you're wonderful um <laughs> You're a wonderful source of knowledge and silliness. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say. This is a 
pretty short episode this week, but you know, it's a fun movie. Go watch it. What it's a good you, movie. Watch don't, it. Don't sit around and listen to us. Just go go watch it's it. It's on We're Netflix, gonna... yes, schmuck. Go log on to the account that you don't pay for and uh, <laughs> watch it. Now, next week... Sad um, as someone who does not pay for his own Netflix. Right. See? So you're speaking from experience. That's what you're doing. Exactly. So next week is going to be a... Um, a straight slasher movie actually is what's in the plan now i don't know which one yet um i don't want to and then in two weeks um we already have planned is halloween three season of the witch um that is I'm the planning on being around for that show yeah i know we we talked a little bit about that last night you know it's a it's the one halloween movie that uh has nothing to do with michael myers um i and feel I'm like we're gonna have some every bit of what i have to say about that movie for the podcast please do um but next week is going to be a slasher movie i just don't know which one yet i'm looking at scream i'm looking at psycho um i i'm kind of leaning towards psycho because it's sort of one of the first slasher i'd watch psycho um and it's alfred hitchcock which is amazing he was amazing so i'm kind of leaning that way um i'm gonna we'll put it to a vote and see what's available where and uh figure it out but um, that's kind of where we're leaning there. After October, uh, we're going to get back into non-Halloween or horror-based movies. Um, and I don't know where we're going from that. So if you are listening to this and you have any suggestions, uh, you can go to the website, tvstravis.com, in the comments. Leave us a comment saying what a movie that you would want us to watch. Or you can uh, find me on Twitter at tvstravis. Do the same thing there. Um, I also run polls on my Twitter during the week for our uh, upcoming movies, so you can vote on those. Um, TVstravis.com is the place to go to find the show, um, and there's a big subscribe button right there. You never miss an episode. You can also um, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and if you do on there, leave us a rating uh, and a review because it does help to kind of bring the show up in the rankings a little bit and make us easier to find there for everyone else um, in the endless sea of movie review podcasts that we're part of. So please do that. But um, no, I there's not a whole lot else to say. I want to thank you guys for uh, sitting down with me and talking it out. Um, it's a fun movie and just go watch it. It's, it's great. So thank you, David. Yes. And uh, for, you know, as usual, stepping out of your comfort zone and watching something that maybe you wouldn't have picked on your own. I I had known about this movie and knew that it was... um, I knew that it was not straight horror previously. I just never got around to watching it. Mm -hmm. That being said, though, I did watch the trailer. And this movie, having not watched the trailer, would have been a million times better. Yeah, that's fair. The trailer was so spoiler heavy. It was ridiculous. Basically, the only thing they didn't give away was that Chad becomes the killer. Yeah. And now you just did. (laughs) Yeah. Well, whatever. We talked about the movie anyway, so we're we're not a spoiler-free zone here. Uh, And Keith, you don't watch trailers, so you wouldn't have had that problem. But uh, mostly for that, Mm -hmm. I would I I would tell you guys to go watch the trailer because I can't remember a worse trailer in terms of spoilers from a long time. Yeah, and that's that's why I stopped watching trailers. Was you know 
oh, I already saw every good part of this movie, and now those parts are ruined with the context of what they put them in inside of the film. Great. Right. Um, but also, Keith, thank you for joining us this week. Not a problem. <laughs> and Christina, thank you. Yeah, just remember to hide all of your sharp objects. Yeah, no doubt. Especially if you have college kids around. Don't let them have anything sharp. They're going to trip, and they're going to kill themselves with it. If this movie taught me one thing, it's that. Um, college kids just ain't to be trusted with sharps. No, they're apparently their feet are still growing, so they're just tripping over them all the time. I don't know. Um, but, you know, thank you, everybody, for listening this week. This has been Wait You Haven't Seen, and uh, enjoy your movies. It is a beautiful day for a run, isn't it?